Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is, say it with me, people. It is Friday. Woohoo! And it's the 1st of December. Final month of 2023. I don't know. Every every year goes faster for me. Ah, is it just me? I, I don't feel like you ever comment to me whether or not it's really just me. I suppose it doesn't matter. Uh, it's a beautiful snowy day here in Santa Fe. We've gotten tons of snow. So much snow. Um inches on the ground and it's really pretty right now because the sun's coming up and it's starting to lighten the sky and there's big banks of fog rolling through everywhere so we were supposed to drive down to albuquerque this morning uh david is participating in a parkinson's trial and should be really interesting we don't know if he'll be in the placebo group or not but We've already done a couple of appointments and assessments and this kind of thing. And it's cool how, you know, like they use apps for him to do at home self-assessments. And it's something that's going to be treating the non-motor aspects of Parkinson's. So for those of you who don't live with Parkinson's disease, there's the motor aspects, which are like the shaking and the rigidity and the loss of balance and getting what uh, his doctor refers to as the wibbly wobblies. Um, basically all, here's your lesson and how Parkinson's work works. It's um, the neurotransmitter that inhibits movement, uh, stops being produced by the body. So the way that our nervous and muscular system works is kind of interesting. Uh, basically, our brains and nerves are firing all the time and saying, go, 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 go. And we have, and everything is modulated. So we have inhibitory neurotransmitters that modulate our movement. So that instead of like going, we modulate it and we pull it back down. And when you start to lose that neurotransmitter, you're basically on go, go, go all the time. So that's why you get the, the shaking, the tremor, um, the rigidity is because the muscles are, are tense, right? They're clenched. Uh, the wibbly wobblies is the, you know, the muscles moving all the time that there is no, uh, real back. But then there's also, um, the non-motor symptoms, um, the loss of cognitive ability, uh, various kinds of compulsive behavior, stuff like that. So apparently this is supposed to treat that. And uh, he's and it's um, something to do with sound. They won't tell us too much, right? Because it'll mess with the experiment. But he's going to get headphones and does do this treatment like twice a day. Uh, but not today, Satan. Uh, because we messaged them and said that driving's just too crappy looking. We can't drive down there. So hopefully reschedule for next week or some such. 
so I was glad that David was willing to do that. I, I said I would go, but it's, um, it's not going to be a very nice drive down to Albuquerque today. And it's supposed to be, we have a winter storm warning all the way through to tomorrow morning. So there you are. So, um, it's been a great week for me. Uh, I've just been doing this revision on Onira and the first day was emo, um, because this book came out of such an emotional place for me. Um, the way it kind of landed on me from out of the sky, especially the beginning when I first dug in, it felt difficult to mess with. However, I am now much deeper into it. I'm not going as fast as I thought I would. Um, of course, that varies. Uh, I think I've mentioned in the past that when I'm doing a revision like this, my average is 43 pages a day. But that really is an average because sometimes I will do 70 to 90 pages in one day and sometimes I will do like six. <laughs> it just depends. Um, and so far, I have done 65 pages out of 347. So that's over four days so far this week. And interestingly, interesting to me anyway, I've added nearly 3,000 words. Um, I'm a reviser who adds. The, you know, there are two kinds of people in the world, people who divide people into two groups and who don't. But <laughs> there are essentially two kinds of revisers. Everything's a, a spectrum, right? But people tend to, most writers tend to be either those who cut a lot on revision or add a lot on revision. And to the point where we ask each other, you know, like, are you a cutter or adder? And I'm absolutely an adder. Um, not of the reptilian variety, not a snake adder. I have cut 830 words. Um, and those are almost all like little tiny pieces. I mostly just keep track so that I know, um, I, I, so I can subtract out so that I still have a positive word count. I hate having negative word count, but I would have positive anyway, because uh, I've added all of those words. So, um, yeah, so my average is a little bit slower right now than what it would be like my overall average I've been doing. Well, eh, that probably doesn't count. Let's see. I will pause you. Yeah, so far I'm averaging 16 pages a day. Um, but, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm aiming to be done with this revision by end of next week, but I don't have to turn it in till January 2nd, so I have all kinds of time. Uh, if I don't finish it by next Friday, I'll certainly finish it in the week following. And I'm just loving it. Um, how often do I say that? I am loving working on this revision, um, revisiting this book. I, I mean, I, I hesitate to say this, but I feel like this is a really good book. I feel like all of my books are good, but this is a really good book and it's, it's rich in unexpected ways. So I've mostly been tightening up a lot of the world building, bringing a lot of things forward. That's what Allie asked me to do. And, um, yeah, so, so we'll see. Um, yeah, 
yeah, so I'm just adding details and that sort of thing. So no wonder I'm adding. Uh, and looking forward to just being able to stay home today and do this. Let's see. In other news, oh, I wanted to tell you all a story. I was telling this on a couple of the discords that I'm on, uh, both my private discord and an, another one that's really kind of fun. It's a, just a small group of, of authors, fantasy romance authors. So this is a story from forever ago, so I know I haven't told it all, to you, all of you. But it's it came up because we were talking about someone who just received a really big book deal. And people were talking about like that this person got it and you know that it, and it's enviable. And there's always a thing of professional jealousy, right? I mean, that's just human nature. We all we all feel that way from time to time. The thing is, is if it I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um, some people are not kind to other authors in the community. So when you have professional jealousy of someone who has been a jerk, uh, that makes it kind of worse in a lot of ways. But also the, and I may have mentioned this recently, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's incredibly true that you should, the saying that you should um, be kind or good to the people that you see on the way up, because you will certainly see them again on your way back down. And this is so true of publishing. I think it's truer of publishing than almost anything else, because um, publishing is such an up and down business. And it's not just that you're going to see them on the way back down. You're going to see them on your way back up and then on your way back down and on your way back up and your way back down. And that's just how publishing is. It's, um, it's an up and down business. So uh, this person is very, very pleased with themselves. And I was saying how I thought that their likelihood of long-term success in the business was not high. I'm always thinking about the long game. And somebody asked me why that was. And so I kind of gave a list, which I'm not going to share my exact bullet pointed list, but a lot of the points have to do with um, that this person thinks that they succeeded because they're just that amazing and does not acknowledge the role of serendipity. It's always a giveaway. Uh, that's the other aspect of this business is so much has to do with luck and timing. And when somebody thinks it's all because they're just that awesome, um, it's not a good sign because it means that later uh, when this luck is going against them, <laughs> if you're on video, you can see Killian behind me. I locked him in the office with me because he's wanting to go out and it's too early, but he's uh, jumping around and stuff. He's such a cute kitty. Now he's thinking about getting on my bookshelf, though. Killian, don't do that. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's always a, a giveaway. The other thing that, to keep in mind, uh, oh, sorry, I, I got so distracted by the cat. Um, other bullet points had to do with uh, that this person 
doesn't they, you know they they overestimate their own knowledge and don't give credit to the knowledge of other authors who have been around longer and they're they're not making friends in the community because they are so pleased with themselves right and so I've got a great anecdote and Grace Draven the delightful Grace Darling uh, reminded me of this story and this is from way back and it was when um well, it, it was this was all traditional publishing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sort of mentally filing off serial numbers. But at any rate, there were several authors who were all working for the same publisher. And one of them, I had a cat in front of my screen suddenly, which I don't know why I, that felt like I couldn't keep talking, but you know how it is. Uh, so my friend, we'll call her Mary, uh, was very successful at the time, doing great in this particular niche. And she worked with this publisher, for this publisher, with two other authors who were also doing really well. And they were invited to do an event at a big conference, big convention, that the publisher was sponsoring. Um, and I mean, it was one of the book expos. And so the publisher's like, yes, we'd love to have the three of you there. And we're, you know, going to invite readers and we're going to give away gifts and it's going to be this big party and it'll be awesome. And my friend was like, great, you know, awesome. Well, one of the other authors who we will call Susie, Susie Knight, uh, <coughs> Susie Knight pitched a hissy fit and said that she would not do this event unless she was the only author featured. And in addition, she wanted a balloon arch. Do you know what I mean? The balloon arch. She demanded that. And <laughs> you know what? She got it. She had enough pull and intimidated enough people at the publisher. And she was hot then. And she managed to get her way. And so the other authors were disinvited and she got a balloon arch. So if you look back in books, uh, I don't know, a while back, you will occasionally see uh, balloon arches featured in certain stories. And it's all always uh, given to a character behaving badly and uh, all in homage to my friend who, who was disinvited and replaced with a balloon arch. Cheers. Uh, don't do that. I mean, what's the point? What? Why? Why? Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's really a small community. I think that's one of the things that newer authors really don't understand when they start out. That seems like such a big foreign world, but it's it's a small community, and people uh, do remember these things, and they will remember you. And yeah, all right, that's all I'll say about that. One thing I do need to talk about, lest I forget, is that being December 1st, today is the first day of Faro Advent, which is really kind of a cool project. Uh, Faro Fantasy Romance um, Advent, you sign up at, <coughs> I'm so excited I get choked up about it. You sign up at, <laughs> Killian. Farofeb.com slash Faro Advent. I will put it in the show notes. Uh, 
but it's the Faro is F-A-R-O-F-E-B.com and then look for Faro Advent and you sign up for it and you get a free story delivered to you every day in December for 24 days up until Christmas Eve. So yeah, it's very Christmas. I'm sorry if you're not a Christmas person or if Christmas things um, just put you over the top. Totally understandable. But um, but yeah, it, it's a cool kind of Advent thing. Um, so yeah, check it out in the show notes. Um, I will have a free story delivered to you. I think I'm scheduled for the very end for December 23rd. And lots of great stuff. Lots of great stuff in there. Uh, yeah, check it out. And, oh, and geez, and talking about burying the lead, um, Twisted Magic released on Tuesday. Thank you. Um, now, now I will get kind of burnt Thank you to all of you who have been commenting and messaging me and you know, I, I love how everybody reaches out through various no modalities and telling me how much you love this book. Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I thought it was a good book, but I didn't expect everyone to love it as much as you do. And it just makes me so happy. And I'm terribly amused that our uh, mild-mannered librarian, coincidentally named Killian, but spelled with a C, whereas my Killian's spelled with a K, but, uh, yes, I think it was, uh, Laura Darnell asked if we could keep him. I've gotten many other messages along those lines. That one made me laugh, Laura. Um, everybody loves Killian. So I, when I mentioned a while back that about the proliferation of secondary characters and how I was trying really hard I was just determined with Elisa's POV at Convocation Academy. Sorry if that's spoilery. Um, for those of you who are planning to read it this weekend, uh, put your fingers in your ears. I, I won't say anything else interesting. You could tap out now. But I was determined that there be no additional characters uh, found at Convocation Academy. There were a couple I had to add just for like scene structure, but I'm like, we're not adding more secondary characters to this already sprawling world. And then Killian just in his mild-mannered but insistent way muscled his way into the story. And yeah, he is not going to be an easy person to have in ensuing stories. I don't know if he's Elisa's love interest or not. Um, he is not who I kind of had in mind for her. And so it will be interesting to see what her trilogy will be like. It's a problem that Killian is also a wizard. Um, so I, it won't be the same kind of wizard familiar bonding. There are a lot of, a lot of obstacles to their relationship. It's, they indeed have one, um, which I suppose makes it interesting, right? So we shall see. Contemplating titles for this, I really wanted to call her book Teen Wizard, but everybody tells me I'm not allowed to for various reasons. Although Grace did say I could call it um, Teen Wizard Goes to Camel School if I wanted to because it's my book, uh, but I said that would be book two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Teen Wizard conveys the incorrect genre. So, and it's to 
modern of a word. It's not fantasy sounding. So really good reasons. I thought about calling it reluctant wizard, but there are a lot of reluctant wizards out there. Um, if you just type in reluctant wizard to Amazon, there's a storm of them. So if you have ideas along those lines, let me know. And on that note, I am going to finish out for today. I hope you all have a marvelous weekend. I hope if you are enjoying beautiful snowy weather that you also get to cuddle up inside. Um, few things better than like a nice fire and a book and the snow coming down. Love it. And I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.